Yo, this is your boy, buddy, you. I'm Draymond Green. Hey, y'all, this is John Quell John. This is Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors. And you are logged in. Logged on. You're logged on to the 10th year seniors. The 10th year seniors.com. 10th year seniors.com. You're logging in with 10th year seniors. Welcome to the 10th year seniors podcast network. This is Long Range Two Pointers. NBA season is back. We've been so sidetracked by football because football is king. Let's face it. Football is the elephant in the room. Yep. We do two football podcasts a week. One of them has to do with us losing and winning a lot of money. Yeah. But yeah, now yeah. the NBA is here and the NBA is here to save us from all of this. There's so much drama to get through. And the reason we love the NBA so much is because it provides something for us that none of the other tra- traditional sports can. You have drama 12 months out of the year and the NBA was not short on drama this offseason. So let me just start off by saying that I would like for this basketball podcast to have the same level of production as the read option because the, the level of production for the football <laughs> podcast has grown exponentially and y'all are killing it out there. I want that for basketball, number one. Um, number two is that for the listeners, I would like you guys, I feel like we need a new name. I feel like we need a new name for this podcast. So if you have suggestions and don't do them corny, cheesy suggestions. I mean, I know all people are the kind of people who is named dogs, brownie and blackie, but y'all are better than that now. Y'all is be on Twitter all day. So um, come up with some good stuff and we might change the name, give you a shout out. You might even get a little segment on the podcast. Um, but I am very excited for this NBA season. Um, as you know, we are both Dolphin fans. And the minute the Dolphins lost, I... I use a Google calendar that would have the schedule of when my team is playing uh, the exact moment Dolphins lose to Jacksonville. I removed that for the calendar and I didn't even add an NBA one because the NBA is just too exciting. There are too many things to watch in the NBA. And I think the first place we should start out um, is with, of course, the Lakers. How do you not start with the Lakers? Lakers were 0-6 in the preseason now. Is it time to panic for Laker fans? It is time to panic <laughs> right now. Everybody has championship aspirations. The bubble seemed like it was five years ago. So much has changed in Los Angeles. So much has changed across the landscape of the NBA. If you cannot win one preseason game, it may be... The blueprint is on the line. Blueprint is when on the, the line. Lakers, game when one. The okay. Lakers play, <laughs> when the Lakers play the first game of the season... On Tuesday, the blueprint versus the Warriors. If they lose that game and you have an 0-7 start, how soon do you think about trading Russ? Is LeBron done? Can Anthony Davis be your center? Now, Golden State undefeated in the preseason. Lakers winless in the preseason. And Golden State is coming into this game with the confidence of, we already beat these dudes. Steph throw 41. Yeah, we already we already beat them. We beat them when they were playing with the A with their ATM, and we didn't have that. Uh, okay, we we are obviously bullshitting right now. We bullshitting y'all. Preseason preseason doesn't matter. But you know one of the best moments for the Laker preseason for me was when LeBron decided he was going to take that logo three pointer for no reason. It was like, all right, nigga, calm down, calm calm down. We get it. We, we get it. It was him even actually going after thirty, and. For, for for the Lakers, you know what I think is funny is that Westbrook finally has, um, since Durant and Harden left OKC, he finally has teammates who are um, all NBA level now with him and two teammates where the team has the expectation of 
getting to the NBA Finals. So it's going to be interesting, even in the first game, to see Westbrook and Steph's interactions. Because, you know, Westbrook used to, like, really hate Steph. Because Steph was the golden child, and Westbrook could not even couldn't even get to even though despite being an MVP his Q rating the way NBA Twitter thought of him was not the same way that they thought of Steph and now this is Westbrook's opportunity to be like this is how I look when I have the all-stars now and I think that's great and another part about opening night is Nets Bucks and I was gonna say the Nets are gonna be at full strength but nah but they at least have a healthy James Harden going into this game versus the Bucks Harden has to watch Giannis get his ring has to watch the banner and Harden probably going for 40 or 50 this first opening night. I mean, just to, to stay with the, the rust thing for a moment, it's just amazing to me just seeing the reaction there was to him having turnovers in the preseason and the way people parse. I know we were joking in the beginning, right? But there yeah. were people that were legitimately parsing preseason basketball saying, well, this is obviously why it's not going to work because Russ is getting all these turnovers. First of all, we know what Russell Westbrook is. We've known what Russell Westbrook is for over a decade now. Some shit comes along with all of the good that he does. As intelligent as LeBron James is about basketball and the people that are responsible for building the Lakers, you don't think they know that? You don't think the Russell Westbrook signing was more so for him to win regular season games that LeBron and AD either won't be there for or won't be there to give 100%. You know the things that come along with Russell Westbrook. You also know that it's a learning curve. Every single time these teams get together and these things happen, there's a learning curve. The only time it worked right away was once with the Celtics when they got Ray Allen and KG. That worked right away. Nobody else has worked right away that efficiently. So you have to expect the learning curve. We just live in an age where there's no tolerance for that. <laughs> there's instant gratification right now. I mean, so what is your version of worked right away? Because it's worked right away. You have to win the NBA championship. Because I would argue, honestly, worked right away, for instance, for, um, for LeBron, and the Heat was, yeah, they made the finals. That worked right away. They fell two games short. Worked right away for the Nets is that they were they took the eventual chaps, champs, the Bucks to game seven, despite only one of the three All-Stars being at full strength. Like, I, I think, like, in the absolute culture, like, maybe people get that idea of what does work right away means. Because, like, yeah, Powell went to the Lakers, and the Lakers won the championship. But things can work, and then you could have circumstances a shot could get missed a foul could not be called people could get injured um that's why the the worked right away thing i I think like as long as the lakers have a good flow and we will know um not in the regular season we won't know until like probably the second round of the playoffs which we're going to get to later um that's when we'll know okay now a team is just committed to saying what will russ do and i think the benefit that the lakers have is that Yes, you have Russell Westbrook and all that comes with it, like you said, but you also have LeBron. And having LeBron means that Russell Westbrook ain't going to be doing the shit he used to do before. Like, yeah, he did it with Durant, but he did that with Durant when he was much younger, a much younger player. And now he's seen all the success other people have had in the league. And it's like, yo, I want that shit. I want the championship. So, yeah, I couldn't do what Giannis did. Sure, most people can't. I So 
but this is a very unique opportunity and I will not fuck. I think Russell, why do people think Russell Westbrook is an idiot? Like Russell Westbrook would be like, I will not fuck this up. Yeah, that's how I used to play. Now this is how I play because I have all these veterans I respect and people who have won championship and this team won without me. And when a team has won without you, you approach it differently. Yeah, I mean, the crazy thing about it is people always have these misconceptions about these athletes when they get together and they decide to form these partnerships. They know what it is coming into this. They know that they're going to make these sacrifices. They understand. People forget that they understand all of this stuff much more than we do. The casual person sitting there on a laptop, you don't know this as well as you think you do in comparison to these people that do it for a living. The stakes are much higher for them. Yeah. <laughs> There's no stakes for it for us. We're just going online and we're just talking. Like It, it does not mean nearly as much to, to us as it is to them. So don't ever get it twisted. They know exactly what they're doing and why they're doing it. For all of the shit that people were talking about why the Nets wouldn't work last year, if you had anything in that box checked off other than Kyrie being Kyrie, then you were wrong. People were th- saying stuff like there's one ball to go around. James Harden is this. James Harden is that. KD won't be able to do this or that. Well, no, because they're basketball players and they know how to make it work. Russell Westbrook has bounced around to two different franchises since he left Oklahoma City. I think he understands at this point where he's at in his career and what he needs to get it done, to finish it the way he wants to finish it. We got to do away with this. And I I know it's not distinctly a Bahamian NBA fan mentality, but I can only talk about the people here, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody believes that every NBA player wants to be the A1 superstar. They They want to have that A type personality where they are the sole reason behind their team's success and they want to get all the shots. It's why a whole lot of Bahamian NBA fans are confused by Clay. They yeah. find Clay confusing as shit because why don't you want to take 40 shots a game? Why don't you leave Golden State and have your own team? They don't understand the mentality. So Russell Westbrook doing this is confusing to them and they think he's coming here to do what he did in Washington. You know why, you know why the Lakers are in sex? LeBron say, yeah, but you could run around in the preseason. That's straight. But when we, play, when we play Golden State, nah, that ain't happening. Like, we got to send a message to the rest of the league. And you touched on the way that the Nets were able to adjust last year with um, three superstars. And now they have two. And Kyrie now is doing what I like to call the Goku. Remember when you used to watch Dragon Ball Z? And Goku was like nowhere when they was getting their ass kicked. But the, the Nets are not going to get their ass kicked. But, like, when they was fighting and struggling and fighting with selling, and Goku would show up and be like... Y'all straight? And then go in and just eviscerate whoever they're playing. The Nets will be at full strength at some point because Kyrie will either take the vaccine or I think like mandates might be adjusted. So don't think that um, the Nets will not be at full strength. I I think like the bigger thing is how do those Nets players um, react to Kyrie when he comes back? Are they resentful or are they okay? According to KD's answers, they will be okay. But Harden see him like resentful in his little like like press clip and like, you know when your boy fucking up and you just say, nigga. That's that's the vibe I'm getting from James Harden. And but and that's that's what it is. And let's be honest, they are the championship contender. And then it, there's a reason the NBA start with Nets Bucks. 
Warriors Lakers because that's what the NBA wants. The NBA is sending a message, be like, we know y'all love football, but if we can present y'all with these yeah, four yeah, teams yeah, yeah, yeah. at the end of the yeah. year, what more can we say? Adam Silver. <laughs> this, is a, this is a legacy season for Adam Silver because Clay needs Blue to be on the line. Blue, 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 on the Blue line is on the line for Adam Silver. If Clay is healthy, they need Warriors Lakers. And forget what I, the Lakers probably, went to me, win that series in like five or six games. But just to have it there, just the idea of LeBron yeah, versus yeah. Steph and LeBron could catch him for real because. Last year in the playing game, that, that that wasn't really a vibe. That was just like some cute, weird, unique shit. But eh. boy, he is close though. Steph is close though. Steph is close. Steph is close. That'd have been a story if, if that had happened. But I mean, wasn't the same kind of thing. And then what uh, like made it, I think, less relevant is because AD immediately got hurt, and then the Lakers were out of the playoffs in the first round. So well, but, they ran into they ran into a juggernaut. They ran into a, a buzzsaw that they could do nothing against. A buzzsaw, which we will talk about. And like now, this brings me to my next point, right? Because we've talked a little bit about like the Lakers and the Nets. But wait, before before you go to the next thing, um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to say about Kyrie and his return to the Nets and how players are react to it. One, I think they'll be taking their cues from KD. Yeah, I think if KD is like, I think he's behind the scenes assuring them that everything is going to be okay. And the fact that he was the one to really rebuff the whole trade scenario for Ben Simmons, because he wanted Kyrie in the building. I think he sets the tone for what the rest of the roster is going to think. I do think James Harden has a bigger issue with it than KD, because let's face it out of all of them, Harden got the most on the line. Harden is the one that is, that was the MVP, but he does not have the resume that they have. Kyrie no. got a ship. Kyrie is the one who had the finals winning shot. KD's legacy is cemented. Harden is the one that came here because he needs to flesh out the rest of his resume in terms of all-time greatness. No. Plus, plus, yeah. Giannis get a ship. Giannis get it. Let me, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me tell you something now about Harden. James Harden have the option to sign this extension. You know, he ain't signed it yet because no. he don't trust Kyrie. So because he don't trust Kyrie, he could be like, yeah, but I could get traded or could go somewhere else. And beyond trading Kyrie for Ben Simmons, what if Harden be like, I want to be reunited with Daryl Morey because I trust what he could do. And then just put me in Philly where I, where I was supposed to be originally anyway, but yeah. they fucked up that negotiation. But what if that's what the ultimate goal is? But Harden likes Durant and he's seeing up close what Durant can do. So Harden is like, Kyrie is fucking up, but we could do this, dog. We could do but this. But he's also telling KD, hey, that's your boy. That, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. No, 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 no. That's your boy. And that is that's a specifically that's your boy kind of vibe. That That is get exactly what. Get, get your minds. Get your minds, dog. And, like, KD is is not nonchalant, but, like, he is answering the question directly in press conferences. He is doing his best to be Kyrie's friend. And dog, KD's a great friend, if you ask me. Like, between oh, that yeah. and, and Eddie Gonzalez being, like, like, promoted to, like, chief of his podcast and getting to do these podcast with KD. KD is a, a fantastic friend. No one can ever like dispute that. Even the way KD reacted to Draymond Green and that weird ass interview this summer. But um the, this team will rise and flow with Kevin Durant. And they probably they probably I think win this first game unless Giannis's shot is actually real. But like this is my transition. And that what we really care about 
is the semifinals. That's when basketball Twitter, I feel like, is at its peak. That's when there's four teams playing in the Eastern Conference in the playoffs, four teams in the West. There's a game on every night, and the takes are flying, and every game becomes a legacy game because what you, um, what it means to the player's reputation, what it means to that fan base. And for me right now, I don't know who those eight teams are going to be. Because we we have an idea of like like I said the the four teams that are opening up the season right Warriors Lakers Bucks Nets that's ideal the Suns in the mix and the Nuggets possibly in the mix when Jamal Murray comes back right that rounds out the four in the Western Conference but you know who that leaves out that leaves out Utah that of course leaves out Portland that leaves out uh, Luca Dallas think, I don't think Portland's in the mix I don't think Dallas is in the mix either right so so and then for the for the Eastern Conference right um who were the four teams is it Miami and Philly or is it is Boston gonna gonna make that because that's where the argument comes in and that's where the legacy comes in and that's where all the trade scenarios become even more important so the east is a little more difficult well not a little but the east is a lot more difficult to figure out by the way milwaukee also one and four in the preseason and we forgot to mention should we panic or not that milwaukee is one and four but who cares when Giannis is hitting pull-up jumpers and hitting jumpers off the dribble right the east is a bit more difficult to figure out because your biggest question is how much do you buy into the changes Miami has made to its team? How much do you buy into Chicago and this, this new movement where they basically restructured their roster? How much do you buy into what Atlanta did last year with their youth movement? Boston, I, I get the feeling that Boston has maximized the potential of that roster and what they can be, which is a, place that Boston has existed in for the last few years I feel like they've been in purgatory with their roster as Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown continue to max out what else around them can elevate Boston into that conversation so I feel like unless there's something majorly done there Boston is still going to be the same Boston Philly of course the whole offseason has been the uncertainty around Philly now Ben Simmons is coming back into the building, but what the hell kind of effect is that going to have on them playing on the floor? Like, how can they even coexist together? So to me, outside of Milwaukee, the East is completely wide open. There's an opportunity for teams that can come from out of nowhere, like Charlotte, that could actually make some sort of push. A team like, <laughs> why you laugh? A t- a team like a team like Indiana, a team like Indiana could be in that conversation at the end because none of us will be surprised if Philly falls off of a cliff because they can't keep this thing together. So right. what All else right. is there? You you just said a lot of words. Um, yeah, <laughs> I have to say that. Now takes is me. The Suns can play the Kings in the conference finals. Buddy I do not eight. know. And then Kai Jones and the Hornets gonna play Kevin Durant and that. <laughs> Hold on. Look, please, please look at the East. Who do you have confidence in outside of Milwaukee and Brooklyn? Outside of Milwaukee and Brooklyn, I would say um, the Heat. I assume uh, you have some level of confidence in the Heat, right? The, the Heat how are going to be. A but how good do you team. think the Heat are, though? Um, now, I don't know if you um, are aware of this. Um, maybe because he didn't come to the Bahamas to train at MacFit. But Tyler Hero put on some lean muscle this offseason and looks like he's going to be the number one scorer on the Miami. 
So I'm very confident. I'm trolling a little bit, but I am I am serious. I'm I'm confident that the Heat will will get the Heat culture. And then for Philly, Joel Embiid is MVP or MVP candidate. Um, ben Simmons is practicing but not playing. Apparently, I don't even know what the fuck they're doing. Um, what I'm saying. How much but, can but, you expect from them with with all of that going on? If anything, I may have more confidence in Chicago than I do in Philly right now. Okay, but like I okay, that's crazy. But I would say, um, I would say, oh. I would because Chicago was just kind of like thrown together. Remember they made that the trade for Vooch um, because they were making a playoff push and then didn't even get in the play. You know? So you 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 have a lot of, of of boldness and takes in Chicago. I'm going to watch the Chicago Bulls, and my confidence in Chicago comes from Lonzo, not from anyone else on that team. Um, but in terms of the other team, I would say Boston, and here's why Boston, right? Um, we have seen Tatum and Brown get better every year. And the only thing is, like, do they match and do they gel on the court? And what we also saw was Brad Stevens say, like, all right, they stopped listening to me. Like, the Dolphins have stopped listening to Brian Flores. They stopped listening to me. I don't need to coach this team anymore. I will go to the front office. So now this team has a new coach, new set of eyes on it. Brad Stevens is still there in a front office role. They have Schroeder, who's known to turn down bags. And they have, um, so at least now, a more dynamic score than they had in the past in that offense. And I'm talking about Boston as a fourth or fifth seed. So not really contending but being one of the four teams who is in the end of the East. And this is my omission, and I didn't mean to do this, and I want to apologize to the Migos. But I obviously, I believe that the Atlanta Hawks are going to be the top four team. So I, I think, like, in my head, if Ben Simmons um, remains a gal, that we will have Nets, Bucks, Hawks, Heat as the four teams. And now it's about, like, what are the matchups? What is the most intriguing? And I think, like, New York, Miami, Brooklyn, Miami is great. And then the Hawks, Bucks, again, this time with everyone healthy and like another year with um, with uh, Ginger Jordan Kevin Herter for, for the Hawks. I'll go up and for an extension. Also Boy, if he gets signed extension. before Aiden. Oh, let me check anyway, here. Let me see what we're I, saying. I, I, do th- I, I, I like where you're going with your top four. I'm just saying there's an outside chance that both of the Ball brothers get to sneak somebody in there. No, the Hornets what? and the Bull, the Hornets and the Bulls cannot actually no. do this. And when you were sorry, but when you were about to apologize, I did not know you were going Hawks there. I thought Who you thought? was about to. I thought you was about to apologize to the home team for not giving an update on your boys. Oh on, no no no! Because that, that's a, that's a, that's a that's a whole other segment. That's a whole other segment. That's a, that segment is coming up because I wanted to get through these top four teams, and then okay. like when we get to like league pass teams. So like that's what I think is gonna be there. At they the are end. not a league pass team. <laughs> wait wait. So that's what I think is going to be there at the end in the East. Like I said, like and I think like that's is this this is me essentially calling chalk um, because I don't believe Philly is gonna get it together. So. And I don't know who you're for. Do you agree with that four in the East? Uh, Bucks, Nets, Hawks, Heat. In some order. We don't know what the order is, but in some order, those are going to be the teams. Because, like, as of right now, before the season, without the 76ers getting their situation sorted out, that's what it is. And now, like, five five and six, I think, um, that's some, like, Nets, Philly, or maybe even the Knicks in play. And, of course, to round out the Eastern Conference, the Ball Brothers, the Hornets, and the Bulls. 
those are my and I, I don't know if the paces are gonna get there i know they have rick carlisle so the paces are going to be in the mix and i think like that's maybe more than nine ten and then you know with the playing game it's one game who knows what could happen but I have confidence in Lonzo and Lamelo that they could get their teams there in the playoffs this year. Those those are stronger teams, and that that's my that's my take and my hope. I I think I may I, I may be more interested in what happens with the East just because of the uncertainty. The uncertainty just yeah. makes for better storylines to me because the West I think and the thing about it is like the East isn't actually that uncertain because at the top is at the top is the same too who was at the top last year like it's going to be it's going yeah. to be Bucks Nets like yeah. that's what the East is but the rest from two from from three uh from three to eight is very interesting yeah no the Bucks is win 60 games every year and now if Giannis have a jump shot, you know his he have one African work ethic and Greek work ethic. He's going to fucking the team's gonna win 60 games automatic. He's not gonna be they, one of those rest people. Like that's that's not they, happening. They won the championship in the year when you thought, wow, it was one of their worst regular seasons in yeah. recent memory. This was actually the regular season when they didn't go balls to the wall and just try to win all it's so games. funny because at any other year Giannis would have win MVP, but the voters were just tired of giving it to him, and that's the year he yeah. won the championship. Always get voter fatigue. It happens all the time. Yeah, like I get it. So right. other than other than that, in the Eastern Conference, I um we're gonna go to the league pass stuff. But in the West, like I said, um at the top, I think it's gonna be Lakers. I think it's gonna be Nuggets. I think it's going to be the Warriors and Phoenix. Obviously, in some order, I think it's more likely that Phoenix is the top seed, um, just because of their their youth. If they signed DeAndre into the max contract, which he should get. And um, I think the Lakers are somewhere in the two, three, four range, uh, like solidly out of the play in. But at some point, LeBron is going to rest. They're going to rest AD. Russ is going to be Russ is running around. So they can let Russ run around for for all the games. And then the rest of the Western Conference with the Clippers being out with no Kawhi and with people. Now, please tell me your, your take on this. People predicting the Mavericks to make it to the finals. That's one of them. If you listen to NFL podcasts, at some point, Bill Simmons predicted the Patriots were going to play the Bucs in the Super Bowl. And then he was predicting the Mavericks to, like, why can't they make it to the finals? Let me tell you why they can't make it to the finals. I thought that's an obvious answer. Because of the four teams I just mentioned, and because they will be relying on Przingis to get back to all-star level in order for that to happen. That's the only way. And even and If Porzingis... If Porzingis is operating at an all-star level, they still don't have enough. They still yeah. don't have enough. Like yeah. Luca can as great as Luca is, and I understand how much people want it for Luca. That is still not enough for them to beat the teams that we can sit. Look at the other teams that are at the top of that league. That may be enough for them to really make a challenge against Utah. I think. I don't think it, I don't think it obviously makes them better than the Lakers. It makes them better than the Nuggets. I don't even know if it makes them better than the Warriors. I'm leaning on the side and no. So to me, the only team that they can pro- probably usurp it, and I have Utah in that top four. Um, over ahead who? Of Phoenix. Over, over ahead Phoenix. of Phoenix? Yeah, I have Utah in the top four ahead of Phoenix. See, I think like this podcast now finally knows which one of us is the Patriot because I can't believe you going with this French nigga over eight and Phoenix. No, we talking we talking about the finish in the regular season, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I think they finish. I Utah is always Utah is going to be a good regular season team. <laughs> Utah was number one last year because they 
they're gonna win all these regular season games. Mm-mm. That's what they do. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. You think Don't they fall it. off Wrong. this regular season? Wrong. Yes. Not that they fall off, but that they could be like a, a fourth seed. I think like remember when Utah was to the top of the rankings last year and we would look at it and be like, dang a loss. And it lasted the whole no. season. But like, no, but we we knew they were going to do that because that's the kind of team that's built to be winning all those regular season games. But they don't have that sweat equity built up for you to make them playoff runs, and that's where that yeah. falls apart. Yeah, but I, I think people have seen that seen that enough. I, I think like <laughs> I think Conley is going to age age out of being effective, and I think like I don't know if you recover from what the Clippers did to them. What the Clippers yeah. did to them was that was nasty work that's that's taking your soul kind of kind of work like that's it's going to take us years to move on from just devastating home court advantage up in the series Kawhi out and the Clippers is just like nah fam what is that you remember Aaron yesterday Aaron Rodgers told the Bears fans I own you what could happen when the when the Jazz play the Clippers now what what, what is I just I, I I see um a fall off of them. I see the mass being elevated, Luca out of the first round and taking two games off of one of those um one of those teams, possibly. Okay, so let's let's actually let's actually flesh this out, right? So if I assume somebody's gonna have to fall out if we're assuming that Golden State is going to return to some level of prominence and be one of these teams. Yeah. So if you're picking, uh, Portland is the one that I think is going to fall all the way off the cliff. Oh, yeah. Think, no, no, no way. I don't think Portland is going to be in the conversation at all. The Clippers, obviously, with no Kawhi, that's going to be a struggle for them. So you're looking at them, bottom of the barrel, possibly play in-game because we don't know the extent um, mm-hmm. to where Kawhi is going to be. So for that top four, I, I do think Golden State is going to be a, a battle in there for the top four. So if we're talking the semifinals and the final four, Lakers, Suns again, I think I have too much confidence in the Warriors. I have too much confidence in in Clay. That's what it is. Oh, in no. him coming, in him coming back, and him being able to. I know he's not going to be a hundred percent that guy, but I I'm thinking that he's going to be enough of that guy for them to. Not regain where they were, obviously, because that's asking an astronomical task. But for them to be in the top four, I do think they're there. So I think it's Lakers, Nuggets, Suns, Warriors, your top four in the West. Now, I do know that I have too much confidence in the Warriors. I am 100% sure that I do. And that I believe in Clay that he can come back the same way Kevin Durant was able to come back. I Oh, yeah. This is, this is a belief that I have. And... I believe in Maple Jordan, um, in Andrew Wiggins. He is he is vaccinated now. He believe in that money. I know that he, much. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins yes. is like I lose in how much? You know, I I believe in people who believe in capitalism, like Andrew Wiggins, who's be like I can do this shit. I have a core principle beliefs. How much? Never mind. Like, I I enjoy that because that is what I think of the world. <laughs> That's my philosophy on how the world works. Hello, but but even Kyrie, even Kyrie though, when he did his rambling IG live, that really didn't tell you nothing, and he was like, "Don't believe all that shit about I'm gonna retire." Didn't that come from your camp? Didn't y'all put that out there? Here's Annie. Like, where did that come from? 
first of all, like imagine us being in this position and then when our Annie's are talking about this. Like, it would, it would, none of them could speak for me. Okay, no, it wouldn't be that. It would be Monique. It would be like Monique. Oh, oh, I'm telling Monique. I'd be too. <laughs> like, wait, what? I could, you know what? I could absolutely imagine her speaking for Kaizen, though. If Kaizen was in that position, I yes. could see people coming to interview her and her yeah. saying yep. some shit. Yep. And yep. then me having to go back and row for that. So, yes, yep. it's possible. That's, yeah, that's possible. That's probably going to happen. <laughs> but but for the for the Western Conference teams, I think, like, there seems to be a buzzsaw again. Like, there is a... a short-term memory that we have on what the Warriors were and what they are now like obviously people have seen the Warriors offense a little bit more now but it's different when Steph and Clay are on the court at the same time Draymond is different Wiggins will be different Wiseman might be incrementally better and they might still have a trade to make with their rookies so the Warriors I'm not um I like I said I have more confidence than other people would have I think they're a conference finalist team but I don't think that they could beat the Lakers when the Lakers are if the Lakers are at full strength and when there's Anthony Davis and LeBron James, LeBron is probably going to play like 60 games this year, maybe 65 when they are, at full str- when they are at full strength, I think they win the Western conference, the championship. That's a whole different story. And now I think like, obviously they would be a league pass team. And now we could get into our league pass teams and who we will be um, watching. And, yeah, I, I will start off with this. What Nal was trying to get me to talk about before. One of my league fast teams will be the Toronto Raptors because one, I will be able to actually go to the games, and two, Scotty Barnes. I believe in Scotty Barnes before the draft. We did draft podcasts about Scotty Barnes. I said that I telepathically was able to communicate to Masai to draft Scotty Barnes over Jalen Suggs. And he did it. And Scotty Barnes in the preseason looks good. Looks good in the preseason. He's showing that enthusiasm that made um, Dragic uncomfortable. I was like, the fuck? Like, why are you so excited? But that kind of enthusiasm, I'm, I'm, listen, listen, this is going to be some hyperbole. It reminded me of a young Magic Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Nothing bullshit. But no, I, I do believe it's Listen, anybody listening to this, I need y'all to realize that that is not bullshit. Like, just this, you have to be a member of the Barnes family to be as high on Scott no, no, Barnes no, as no. Arius. No, I, I am high on him. I, I laughed about the Magic Johnson thing, but I, I do think he will be in contention for rookie of the year, all rookie first team. But I don't think the Raptors are going to be anything above 11th in the East, though. And, and I think, like, the only way they would be above 11th is if OG has a jump and if Pascal Siakam adds another move other than the spin to the middle of the lane. And I don't know if that's happening. So so uh, people have been pre- uh, predicting an um, OG jump for a very long time, for about and three OG's years. OG's rookie year. Yeah. So, I mean, is it going to happen? Is the step back that he did in, in the preseason, are those jumpers real? Who knows when it's, like actual crunch time like there's one thing to do it against the kings but like can you run that shit when you play in like the celtics and when you play in the heat will you get that off against the 76ers like that's that's what it comes down to for the raptors and 
even as an eleventh in the East, I would still watch the fuck out of all the Raptors game because they have an. Have to. It's the home team. I mean, that's where I get to watch Lonzo Ball and you know the Hornets and the Kings. Oh, speaking of which, tenth year seniors question for y'all. You know, since all the production is in the football podcast, hopefully you get it for the basketball podcast. Can can I go to these games? I know the tenth year seniors media battle. I feel like I need to go to these games. Actually. You actually can. Uh, yes. You and John need. You and John need to have a meeting. Um, yeah. Yes. He he was he was looking at the schedule. Uh, of course, as you know, John is on his what me and Carter like to call a sojourn across yeah. the earth. Yeah. Um. So we don't actually know where he is right now. Actually, I think he in your neck of the woods. He in, right he in Vancouver Island. That's where he is. Yeah. All right. But so if you're all in Rob John, that's where to go. So he was looking. He was looking at some stuff. And he was in, he was, you know, kind of hinting to me that this ain't really making a lot of sense with all of the limited access that we have because uh because of COVID. Yeah, but then that should mean that the person who is in the country should be um the media member for 10th year seniors and go to these games. I mean, that's how I would say it. That's how I would do it. I mean, quite frankly. That's all I'm saying. I think no, we, I, yeah. I agree. Uh, that's 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 what it should be. But oh, are we getting to my league? My league past team. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's like because that was just one of my league past teams. Because we are. Oh, that's one just, of yours. So can I go yeah. one now and then you? Yeah, go you go one. Yeah, go. Go back and forth. All right, my league past team is going to be the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I feel <laughs> that don't count. <laughs> okay, go. Keep going. You go. Four completely. Four complete. Fine. I. I want to see Malik Monk play meaningful basketball. You know how much confidence yeah. I have in Malik Young. Yeah. I have actually been telling people I feel like <laughs> I feel like the championship rests on Malik Young shoulder, Malik Monk's shoulders. I feel like the title is going to come down to Malik Monk being able to make plays independent of the big three. How no, many that's times? Real. That's real. How many I times agree. were we living it? Were we living and dying on KCP having to make a play? If Rondo didn't emerge as somebody who could create and make his own shot, it's questionable whether the Heat was even going to beat a depleted. I mean, the Lakers Lakers were going to beat a depleted Heat team. So no. having that playmaker outside of them is very important. I think Malik Monk is the best shooter out of that bunch. I mm-hmm. think he he's the best at creating off the dribble. And I also think he's a willing passer. Malik Monk is the best, has the most athleticism out of that bunch. He should be in the crunch time five, and he is going to be the one that makes a difference. <laughs> after being, after being buried in 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 the in the roster construction of what's going on in Charlotte, I think this is the best possible possible opportunity for him. I've been crying for people to trade for him for two years now, and for him to end up in this situation where. <laughs> All you got to beat out is Wayne Ellington and THT. Oh, crowd. I mean, um, that was a great rant. I would just say that Vogel loves defense. And then I read some stories that he likes space more the most because he plays defense. <laughs> but wait, if they, but if like, they trot right. out Kent Bazemore. But this a, is what I'd say. We, we always say this. You know, the championship comes down to like, Yes, the superstars are going to perform, but like, what are your role players going to do? Remember the minutes Lopez had in in the finals and in the conference finals, where Lopez yes. would go on a tear and score like ten points and be like, "Shit, that was the time the Bucks needed." Because now Giannis ain't have to do his like charging into the middle of the lane um, type of shit, um, or any time anyone else 
that was not the the big three for the Bucks, like Middleton or Holiday or Giannis scored. You said that's valuable minutes. That's a bucket you didn't think you would get. When Cam Thompson played well, Phoenix seemed to be humming a little bit more. If him and Bridges are solid defensively, that's like where Phoenix ceiling kind of lies. And, you know, the the Nets were running a, a fucking guard at center and running plays for him because it was effective for a bit. And then down the down the, the stretch in game seven, that wasn't working. Joe Harris was bricking. So as much as we talk about the superstars, superstars are going to get you to the conference finals. But winning the conference finals, winning the finals, that's the other guy. So I, I wish you on the Malik Monk thing. Okay, okay. I mean, that was ridiculous league pass team. But my league Mine, pass he's, team, my, he's a league my, pass player. My league pass team, of course. And now I can't believe you, you like you passed on Justin Herbert and allowed me to do this after I picked the Raptors first. Hey, but like, Charlotte, fine. My, Charlotte, is obviously, yeah, obviously a Charlotte. Charlotte. <laughs> obviously a Charlotte. Zoe's going to be throwing up alley-oops to Kai Jones. Hopefully he's going to a year in, a year wiser. Um, Instagram models ran through. I feel like Lonzo Ball, not Lonzo, LaMelo Ball, you know, Freud and Slip. LaMelo Ball is going to have a year. And I think this is an all-star year for him. And I know that the Eastern Conference um, guard field can be a little crowded, but I think that he is just going to take the crown right now. Like after we saw what he did in that rookie year and the quiet kind of offseason um, that they had, I think, obviously, I think that Charlotte drafted well and the team is just exciting. And we get to talk about PJ Washington for the full season. And I can't imagine the trolling that his teammates do with him. Um, that it has to be again nasty work. Like he has PJ Washington has to do the thing where um you have to tell your boys, like, okay, okay, no, no, no. That like this is that's actually serious no. to me. Cause like if no. you just if you you know how like men just try to project, you'd be like, no, I mean nothing like me. If he does that, he's getting roasted every game. And I don't think let he's doing you, that. Yeah. Let me tell you all they was waiting on. They didn't make jokes about it when it was involving him not seeing his son. Mm-hmm. The minute he got back to seeing his son, all bets was off. Because you ain't a clown that, but when it comes to you getting you getting played by a cow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he done in that locker room on, in terms of that. Unless he just straight up fights somebody that's doing it too much. Because you know what happened but to it's PJ always, Washington, it's always one. It's always one person in the crew that you know could take it too far because they don't know how to play. Oh, it's LaMelo. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he, he has had videos of him doing that for a long time. Because you know someone can make a joke about like what LaMelo wearing on LaMelo hair. And LaMelo go look at PJ Washington and say, I know, I know you're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I it's it's like the, the meme with big boy i know that ain't who i think it is yeah yeah no, okay. no, 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 no no pj washington can't get off for the whole year like you were very yeah. right about that yeah the only person who probably ain't gonna make fun of him is kai like that's it yeah like, everybody else is going to do it could you kai imagine a, he's an extremely nice person like way too nice he ain't gonna do it i imagine want to with somebody then help them up imagine if you say something to miles bridges Miles oh, Bridges, no, the best rap in the NBA. Imagine if you say something. Like, I hate. I, I don't like when people. It's a great take. It's a great take. No, he's, he's not. He's, re- he's really not. Like he I is. heard people be. I heard people nope, be saying. That, you know what this is? This is going to become a generational nope. thing because yep. all the people who think NBA young boy is the best think Miles Bridges is the best rap in the NBA. You you clearly don't listen to Nato Wick. That's your problem. That's why you don't think that. Don't take me for Ash, bro. Yeah. What you doing? I don't know what it is. All right, my second, my second league pass, my second league pass team is 
one that I think people were trying to break up before they could actually get a chance to see what they could do together. But I have sneaky confidence in this group. And it's clear that you're going to see a through line through all of this. But I'm going to say Carl Towns and the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> I think... <laughs> what? <laughs> you got, you have a, you have a... You have a season of D'Angelo Russell. You have, you have Anthony Edwards a year back. Anthony Edwards, who has already found his voice, right? Like after people, after people were already second best rap in the NBA. Anthony Edwards. Come on, dog. What you doing? Keep going. No, keep going. Like keep I may going. not be a Blazers fan keep anymore, going. but y'all ain't gonna take that from him. Keep going with this Kentucky shit. That's, that's literally. What I mean. It's not just Kentucky shit. I'm just saying, when you look at the fact that you have D'Angelo Russell, Anthony yeah. Edwards, and Carl yeah. Towns, that is a legitimately good building block of a young core that you could po- probably do something with. Wow, that is the most lukewarm take you could possibly Jesus have. Christ. I say that's probably a young core you could do something with. Do something with. finish 14th in the I even hedged it with a probably. Wait, so timid. You like I feel like you say that you wouldn't even show it. It could be bad in Sacramento. You wouldn't show up at that. I was so timid. You would not no, I showed. I showed it. I showed it. Could be bad in Sacramento. I'm positive they could be bad in Sacramento. Wait, I hate that franchise so much. What if Mitchell good though? But anyway, Sacramento Wait. clearly not a league pass. I'm not even going to respond and now watching Timberwolves game. If that's how you want to waste your time and guys in a practice, that's on you, dog. <laughs> like, I feel like there's no way in the world you were doing that. But anyway. Um, I go my, with another one. That... Who, you or me? No, you could go with another one because I got one more. Okay. Um, league pass team, because I'm trying not to do the now thing and pick a team like the Lakers who are going league pass when they could be on network tv and get all the games but now i'll say there's a league pass team but i would say my other league pass team that i'm interested in watching other than the teams who are going to be in the playoffs i think has to be uh the detroit pistons i want to yeah, see that's a good one what the pistons are going to do they're not going to win a lot of games but i would be interested in a city that has like basketball history and a basketball culture and hall of famers and championships that we remember. I want to see, and like long final runs that we remember because Detroit teams always have like, um, they always have character. You always remember those teams for something. And if Detroit has one, if they have like an actual all-star, if they are, you know, ready to like really rise up, I think, Detroit can be not just a team about like um, Cunningham, um, but a team that can, I don't know, like none make noise. Cause I was trying to get away from that saying, like make some Hold noise. No, 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 make you some were, noise. You were, you were at the same point where I was with the Timberwolves, which you want to say is they probably can do something. <laughs> That's where you wanted to go in. Okay. You probably right. can do something. This is what I said. This is what I'll say. If Killian Hayes has a better season and can gel with Cade, the they Detroit Pistons can be 12th or 13th in the Eastern Conference. And I will watch the shit out of that basketball because that means that they have exceeded expectations. 
You can't say that about Minnesota because Minnesota was on the precipice of the playoffs when they had Jimmy Butler, and now you saying that they are going to do what? Probably <laughs> do something. Do something. <laughs> yeah, but do something. No, no, that that Jimmy they don't Butler, have a, mm-hmm. that Jimmy Butler time period seems so long ago. I feel like they've had a number one pick since then, so clearly they've fallen off the cliff where that's not in anybody's memory. The whole yeah. uniform structure changed from that. Like that so, don't even count no more. So you know, you know, it's gonna be good. Now we will watch when the Timberwolves play. <laughs> Timberwolves play the Pistons. That's gonna be like okay. It's a ten year no. senior special. No, but in the same in the same way you have the Pistons, I got the Rockets as a league pass team for me because mm. I'm actually go I'm going to enjoy watching them because I and I was saying this when he got drafted. I feel like there are so many similarities with Kevin Porter and J.R. Smith. You get the gift and the curse from them. Like you could get a forty point Kevin Porter game, but you got to live with him being Kevin Porter. You know what I mean? Like with Monty Ramirez stuff, like you got to live with Monty being Monty. Jalen Green is going to be great. Like, I don't even feel like Jalen good. I mean, I don't even feel like he's just going to be good. I feel like he's going to be great. I lo- I love the decision for him to just go straight to the G League and go to the NBA because college basketball would have been a waste of time for him. He has the personality and the charisma, all of those things people like about Jazz, why he's getting pushed to the forefront to be the face of the Marlins. Like Jalen Green has that. It's not just That's it's not one. just about it's not just one. about him hooping. Like Cade Cunningham is a basketball player and hooper. Yeah. <laughs> Jalen yeah. Jalen Green yeah. has all Jalen Green has all of the building blocks for someone you can build a franchise around. And it's not just the on the court things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's going to be that guy in Houston. And then Christian Wood is still there. He's going to be the quiet, productive person. I I'm not saying this team is going to be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah that i'm interested in watching and also for also for another reason that i found this to be comically great just watching one of their preseason games that's what dj augustine is now and i am get, get out of town <laughs> no way how is how is he still playing and being productive Two, how does he still look the same hey get Three, the bag i want an official, want an official black don't crack teams how many teams dj augustine has played for and answer you know, all your questions like, <laughs> and the crazy thing is he about to be getting some valuable minutes yeah yeah i'm surprised he didn't want a playoff team right now but. So, so just to recap for everyone i pick um three eastern conference teams because i'll be able to watch those games and probably like go see some of those teams in person now who goes to bed at 10 pick three western conference teams that they, he will not watch any of those games he'll probably see the highlights look at the box scores and tell us he was right about jalen green jalen green is going to be good though i i agree with that i think this is a one of the strongest rookie classes that we've seen in a while you know how me and kaizen keeping up with the dodgers right now YouTube highlights the next morning, Playboy. Play. <laughs> what is baseball? Baseball, this is why you can't compete with these other sports. Why the hell do you have a game on at 9.07? That makes no this goddamn is, sense. This is why you have an East Coast that, game starting at 8? This is a kid that loves baseball with all his heart, and he will never watch any of it because it's just too late. Like, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. First pitch was at 9.37. He was asleep. Yes. And they wonder, they wonder how they how like how do you engage youth that's not playing baseball? Well, it ain't by bringing on the games at nine thirty. 
and you already know it's a long game that doesn't have a restricted time setting. Why would you start there? That makes no goddamn sense. sense. But, Sorry, um, this is a basketball podcast. No, 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 no. But 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 like those are the the league pass teams. Now I'll pick again players he will not watch. I, you can't have more than league pass teams now because you have to watch the no, good teams and, and the like, Lakers. <laughs> the Lakers, I will watch them. Yes, yes, you watch the good teams and your league league pass teams. I don't have confidence that now we'll watch any of these games. Hey man, I have a system, okay, and it worked for me with the with the Wilder Fury fight, and it was something else going on. But I know that was just a ridiculous sports weekend. No, it was also it was Game Five, uh, Giants Dodgers. I have a timer where I go to bed early, and then my alarm wakes me up during prime sports time with the rest of the people. I did that with a couple Suns games. I got a system in in the playoffs. I got a system figured out. Cool, 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 right. cool, 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 cool. Let's move on now. I, highlights yeah you know, let's move on now to um nba drama because you had a very eloquent rant about nba twitter and the things that people care about the transaction and stuff i don't know if you could replicate that now but yep. this is the third pillar of the nba season is the dumb shit like the basketball versus hooper argument will ben simmons or Kyrie get traded will Kyrie ever get vaccinated um and this is there's a reason we didn't lead the podcast off with this because there are like so many other, I think, podcasts that get into that kind of shit. But yeah. the NBA drama stuff, those are the stories we know. What I want to know from you now is what is the story that we haven't heard yet that you think is going to bubble up to the surface? Or like, is it a trade demand? Is it a transaction? Is it just a genuine trade between both teams? Who is going to be upset or do some dumb shit in the league that's going to have our attention and let us clown them? I think it may be I think it may be one that everybody forgot about once the machine of the transaction and the drama really started going because most of the people that follow the NBA and this I, I don't want to get it, I don't want to differentiate between basketball purists and everyone else, right? But mm-hmm. most most people over the course of the season, they are consumed by transactions and drama more than actual games. That's where the whole thing about casual fans came into play. And that's how that that rose at to the top of everybody's mindset when you talk about these names, right? But the Damian Lillard situation in Portland has completely fallen out of everyone's list of talking points. Like you never even hear that brought up anymore. Nope. This is somebody that could completely switch title hopes from one team to the next if it goes to the right situation but you never hear that brought up anymore how long is he going to be important in the season as they continue to lose and as he continues to put up numbers before he does the superstar thing where he says hey dog that's enough we've seen enough to know that in the nba no matter what your contract situation is the players have enough power where they can get their way out of a situation they don't want to be in and there, there is a chance that Damian Lillard does that. I don't. I think we still should be monitoring that situation because that's somebody that completely shift the balance of power. Yes, Ben Simmons can, but I don't think he can as easily as Damian Lillard could. Not for what Daryl is asking, because for what Daryl is asking for Ben Simmons, he needs a superstar back, and he needs something back that is going to hurt your team enough to where Ben Simmons is not going to get you there. Damian Lillard, if he joins one other star player is going to get you, I think, in the top four in any conference. And the NBA is so talent-laden now that it was even difficult for us to even talk about who was going to make the top four. I, I even made it, I'm like even thinking about this pod, I said like, 
oh, Luca's going to make the second round. But Luca making the second round means I think the Mavericks are going to be a top four team. So some one of the four, like the Nuggets or someone, is going to have to be knocked out. So I think like a Damian Lillard trade to somewhere where he would actually want to go is going to be very difficult. The trade sitting out there is, of course, Lillard for uh, Simmons. If it can happen, why would Portland do that? Because they are tired of just being knocked out <laughs> so easily in the in the first and second round. But um, maybe the Bucks, uh, the Bucks and the Suns making the finals have people thinking if there's injuries and we make like one good trade and someone develops, we can get there. And maybe that's a reason to hang on to Dame for a season. But I know Dame cares about like what people think, and when I say people, like the fans in Portland and. He cares about his word meaning something. So will he demand a trade the same way yeah, Anthony for, Davis for and stuff? That's for what we long. have to see. And like, I, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I like, I don't know if the Knicks are going to make a run because that's the other option. Because like, if you're not going to immediate contend, then you want to be in a big market. If you're Damian Lillard and being in a big market with me and the Knicks sign all these people just to trade them. And just to put like maybe Lillard and Randall together and hope that that's enough to fight through and get like six in the Eastern Conference or something. And then that's what it would come down to. Because Lillard and Randall ain't enough, even in the East, because the East is talented up top. And I don't know. I, I think like some of the great basketball debates that we also have to look forward to is like, does Giannis have a jump shot? Is LeBron going to be trying to win MVP this year? Harden going to have a resurgence. Warriors fans get to be annoying again if Clay is good and Clay is healthy. Like, those are going to be like some great storylines, I think. Will Zion lose weight? <laughs> Will Zion? Like, even... How many secret injuries is Zion going to have? How because many it secret... seems like they are great at keeping, at keeping yeah. those in us. Will Buddy be traded? He will, but like, where? Like, what's the. Where? I need him to play meaning meaningful basketball though. Cause Same after thing having as a like playoff Malik run, Monk, yeah. That's why I couldn't put Sacramento in there. Yeah. After a playoff run of seeing Aiton play meaningful basketball and what that was like, my God, you want that for buddy. So yeah, that's why all of us were so excited when the Laker trade talks were happening on draft night, or even when it looked like he may be headed to Philly. Oh, he is ready. You know he would be, he is ready. You know he would be playing meaningful basketball. Yep. And then Sacramento goes and they draft another guard. So and then Luke Walton was so big on playing three guards and Buddy ain't one of the three guards he's talking about. So I don't know what his situation is going to be like in Sacramento. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I That's well, from, from a Homer perspective, that's the biggest storyline for me. What the mm-hmm. hell happens with Buddy outside of all of the obvious things, but what happens with Buddy? Is he, is he going to have to stay in Sacramento just laboring along with this process or will he be freed somewhere where he can actually flourish and play right. games that matter? There's so many spots that Buddy could land where he could be affected. Like, imagine Buddy on Indiana's roster. If the, if the Pacers finally decide that they could trade Miles Turner, it'd be like, here, Sacramento, take this. And Buddy is playing with Brogdon and Sabonis under Rick Carlisle. Like, you are, that is a playoff team to me if that happens. And then that knocks someone out. If Buddy somehow makes it to the Knicks, then he is on the East Coast. Like, thank Allah. If Buddy ends up, of course, in with the 76ers, it's like there's so many landing spots that are possible because he has a skill that translates everywhere that everyone needs. And 
maybe Sacramento doesn't want to deal him to another like West Coast team. They obviously like to me at this point that he isn't traded means like the front office is kind of incompetent that they haven't been able to make the trade in the offseason. And now they have to wait for the season to play out to see where they can move him. I just hope he does not get traded to another like bottom dwelling team. Even like fucking Memphis oh, would be yeah. good. No, no, no. It can't, it can't be a lateral move. It yeah. cannot be a lateral. Yeah, but I'm move. saying like imagine him with Ja and like Memphis and no. Dylan Rooks and and Jackson. Like that is a great situation for him. Like that's a uh, much better situation for him. The only lateral move could pro- possibly be like Oklahoma City if he goes uh, to no, Oklahoma City. No, nah, no. Please though, please though. I I I don't know, but anything. At this point, dog, almost anything outside of <laughs> outside of Sacramento, I see it as an improvement because I'm I'm just done having to care about that franchise. I'm sorry, I don't want to care about Sacramento anymore. I've been caring yeah. about them too long. I, yeah. I'm, I'm done. Uh, we done. We done. But um, I think that's it for the preview. Like the games are going to start tomorrow. It is going to be um a difficult time if you are an Italian woman married to anyone who enjoys football and basketball because this gal, I was watching. So you, and, so you and Ash. Uh, wait, I was watching like football Wednesday and she literally comes and is like, football's still on? And this is the week the Chiefs was playing Buffalo at eight. And I was just like, this could be on when you go to bed too. <laughs> like, it's, you know, it's, I, it's a good season. She, she picked a bad time. This is really a season that people care a lot. I put Squid Game on. I was like, boy, watch this. Like, I mean, you you can enjoy this. Like, and now, like, I just looked at all the games of the NBA season. I was like, well, obviously, Tuesday, I'm going to be watching from seven until those games are over. And then, you know, all the league pass games are going to come on on Wednesday. And then we off to the races. Then it's about, like, actually going to the games for me and seeing what that's like. But yeah, Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday uh, about to be a long night. <laughs> Not for you, but that's the NBA preview. Like I said, for um, fans, if you have a different name for this podcast, please let me know. And for John and anyone else associated with 10th year seniors, let's hope basketball has the same production as football. And like that, there are no um, racist coaches in basketball who have their emails leaked. And Nal doesn't have to do his spiel about Colin Kaepernick um, kneeling because like, let's be honest, like we don't, we don't have that in basketball. So, so like like let's hope for oh, yeah. equality. Should, should I have an let's, let's have hope for equality for NFL and basketball? Should we have an open? Uh oh yeah, you know what? Mom and Abdul are oof and Craig. I've been big into the Craig Hodges story recently. Like mm. I've been reading a whole lot of Craig Hodges stuff. Maybe we need to be reminding people every week that hey, Jordan, leave Craig Hodges hanging. That's what I should open with. Welcome to long, welcome to long range two pointers. Never forget that Jordan left Craig Hodges hanging. Yeah, that's what we did. Okay, end podcast. We are done. Watch some basketball. Basketball versus Hoopers. That podcast is coming. I've been previewing this, but this will come. I promise you. I'm ready for that.